Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Praise God. Well, this morning I'm going to continue uh, what I've been ministering on, which is following the Lord and following the Holy Spirit. Amen? Um, so open up your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter 10. And this is uh, a scripture that's kind of foundational to what we've been ministering on. Amen? I believe that this is from the Lord um, for us. And so John chapter 10, say amen when you get there. Candy, can you look up and see if you have that sheep video? It might still be there. Just give me a little. It is still there. Okay, be ready for that because I might show that. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 2. Are you there? All right, it says this. He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, what? What do the sheep do? They hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his what? His voice. They know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Um, I love... I love God because he always gives us pictures. He gives us um, parables and uh, analogies and things that we can, so we can have a picture in our, in our mind, right, of what he's talking about. He, um, he's so good like that. And God, he calls us the sheep. Yeah. And he said, Jesus is, the Father God is the great shepherd. Yes. And it says here that, he calls us by name. He leads us out. And it says, we as sheep know his voice. Say, I know his voice. If you're born again and you've asked Jesus into your heart, you know his voice. Have you ever said this? Don't raise your hand. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Right? Well, if you are a believer and you've asked Jesus into your heart, you can know what to do. Because it says right here, we know his voice. And guess who's always leading us? The great shepherd. The shepherd's always leading us. You know, in the Old Testament, when Jesus, when the Father God led the Israelites out of the wilderness, do you know how he led them? He led them with a cloud, uh, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So he was always leading them. He was showing them where to go. Literally, it said it stayed there. It never left them. So when they were traveling at night, there was fire. What was it? It was leading them forth. It was leading them to what direction to take. In the daytime, there was a cloud. What was it doing? It was leading them. See, God never leaves his people alone. In the sense of, you figure it out yourself. You're going to have to figure out your own direction. Uh, you know, he doesn't lead, he doesn't leave us by ourselves. He gives us direction, right? But guess what? It's up to us to what? Follow. It's up to us to follow. And the biggest, probably one of the, the most important things we can, we can learn as adults is to follow God. What's one of the most important things your children learn? They learn to follow you, right? To follow your lead. And as, um, as believers, it's important that we learn to follow. It's the most important skill that we have to develop. Because just because we know something doesn't mean we're following God. Yeah. 
just because we know about God, just because we go to church, just because we read our Bible and we listen to the Word and we watch those great programs on TV talk about God, that doesn't mean we're following Him. We can often think because we do these things that we're following God. But following God is listening to His voice. And when He leads us in a certain direction, we lay down our own plan, we lay down our own thoughts, and we follow Him. Um, I showed a, a, a video of these sheep that, um, and I don't know if I'm going to show it yet. I, I'm still thinking about it. But there, well, let's show it. Let's show the, the video of the sheep. Uh, this is a test they did to see if the sheep would follow the voice of their shepherd. You might have to turn it up. So I think God knows what he's doing when he says, the sheep hear my voice. There's no other voice that they're tuned into. Notice that all those other people, they called him. They called them, but they didn't even lift up their heads. But they knew the voice of their shepherd. They knew when to come. And that's what I love about God is that he gives us his voice. And our, we should be tuned in to his voice, right? Uh, last, the last time I ministered, we talked about different things that can try and vie for your attention. Right? The body, the mind, your emotions, uh, different things like that. And if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. Today, I'm going to kind of go in a different direction, but I want to tell you what the word follow means. Because when Jesus called his disciples, he said what? Follow, follow me. Follow Come, follow me, right? Yeah. That means you're going to have to take an effort to get up and follow God. Yeah. Uh, that word follow, it means um, to move in the same direction. It's a full going. You're accepting that there's someone leading you, right? Say, there's someone leading me. Now, you can lead yourself in life, or you can rely on your creator, the great shepherd, to lead you. Amen? Um, God has always led his people, and he's not going to stop today. We just have to choose. We, we either follow him or we don't, right? Let's open our Bibles to John 16, verse 7. Praise God. You know, just as a shepherd to a sheep, a parent to children... CEO to a business, there's always a leader. Um, you know, there's always a leader. And I choose to have God as my leader. Amen. Um, why? Because he prearranged the path ahead of time for me to live. He prearranged it, the Bible says. It's prearranged, completed, prepared, and waiting. There's a path waiting for us. And it's so important that we realize, am I on God's path or am I on my own? John 16, verse 7. Um, so when Jesus came to the earth, guess what? He died, right? And then he left. He died he, on the cross. He rose again. During that time, he went to hell. He defeated Satan. And then he came back to the earth, and he told the disciples he was going to have to leave them. Uh, John 16, 7, before he died, he said, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So Jesus is telling his disciples, it's to your advantage that I go. Because when I go, I'm going to send you a helper. Yeah. Who's the helper? The Holy Spirit. He said, it's to your advantage that the Holy Spirit come to lead you, to guide you. Now look down at verse 13. It says, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come... The Spirit of Truth, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he's talking about the Helper. When he has come, underline this, he will guide you 
into all truth. He will guide you. Who's going to guide you? The Holy Spirit's going to guide you. He's going to give you direction. He's going to show you which way to go. He's going to help you make the decisions. Do you know that uh, they say that the average person makes 35,000 decisions a day? A day. Now, if you take out eight hours of sleep, I think they said something like, that's 2,000 decisions you make um, an hour. From the time you get up, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, you know, that's a lot of decisions that you're making. That's a lot of decisions that we're making. They said some people get emotionally exhausted from all the decisions. If you're in a classroom, I think you're making double that. <laughs> I think you make more because you're dealing with kids <laughs> all day long and there's a lot of kids um, so you're making a lot of decisions you know and uh, it's important that you know some decisions don't matter you know what am I gonna eat I mean maybe actually every decision should should matter to you <laughs> especially what you're gonna eat um, but there are some decisions that are bigger right such as what school am I gonna go to what house am I going to buy? Um, you know, where am I going to live? Those kind of decisions, there's no, there aren't answers in the Bible for that. The Bible doesn't tell you, Anthony, the Bible doesn't tell you who you're going to marry. Right? doesn't tell you, Anthony, who to date. Right? But you have the Holy Spirit. You have the helper on the inside of you to, and what is this helper? He's giving you an advantage. He's giving you an advantage in life. Yeah. You know, if someone said, if you do this, I'll give you, you're going to have advantages. Yeah. You, you, you might do it, yeah. right? If it was the right thing to do. Yeah. I like advantages. I like benefits. Yeah. I like those things. There's a benefit. There's an advantage to following the Holy Spirit. Where is he guiding you? He's guiding you into all truth. The truth of what? The truth of God's plan for your life. The truth of that there's a prepared way that's already been prearranged and made ready for us to live. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So the Holy Spirit was meant to be our guide. You know, one time when the kids were little, we took them to the Sequoia National Park. How many of you have been to Sequoia National Park? You've been there. And so we went up there, and uh, there was a, I don't know if he was a park ranger or a guide. He was like a, a you know, park, park ranger slash guide. And he told us, um, he gave us a lecture about the bears. You know, up there, you got to be real careful because the bears, they get very familiar with people. And they come down really low at the Sequoia, right above Three Rivers. They come down really low. And so I remember he said something that shocked me. He said, don't leave a Starbucks cup in your car. They know what's in that Starbucks cup. I'm like no they know what's in there and they they recognize the cup they recognize it and they will try and break in your car you know how when you go up the, to these campsites they've got the the special boxes yeah I don't know what they call them, the bear boxes or something that you're supposed to put your trash in right and so I was just like wow he's like don't leave any food in there and we're thinking oh we I don't know if we had Starbucks at the time I think we did and don't even leave a Starbucks cup because they know what it is well, this park ranger, he was familiar with the park. He was familiar with the animals in the park. He knew the ways of the forest. He knew the ways of these bears, right? 
we didn't know. Here we are coming. We, we think we're city folk coming here from Porterville. Here we are, city folk coming from Porterville. Um, and he was telling us all these amazing things about these bears. And he was the guide. He was giving us instruction to keep us safe, to keep our property safe, our car safe, right? To keep our Starbucks safe. <laughs> he, was, he was guiding us, giving us instructions. Now, we could have listened or we could have said, what do you know? What do you know? Who cares that you're a park ranger and you're wearing all that green clothes and those brown boots? Who, no, that means none. You've got your. Who who cares, right? We could have we could have if we would have been unwise, thrown that off. I'm just going to leave my Starbucks cup in there. I'm just going to leave the food in there, right? We could have done our own thing, but we're not stupid. That's <laughs> just plain and simple. You know what you're doing. I think you even live up here in one of those cabins, right? I mean, they know the ways of the forest. And much the same way, the Holy Spirit knows the ways of your life. He knows how to guide you. When he gives you instructions and you don't want to do it, then you put yourself in danger. You put your life in, uh, you know, you, you put yourself in a place where you're going to have to struggle when if you just would have listened, I'm throwing the Starbucks cup in the trash can right? Done whatever the Holy Spirit God told you to do, then you'd be okay. Praise the Lord. So in much the same way that park ranger is the guide up in the the national forest, we have a guide. It's the Holy Spirit. He knows all about you. He knows all about your ways. He knows all about your future. Say my future. He knows all about that. And the Holy Spirit was sent here specifically to be our guide. I'm so glad I didn't have to go to the park. And then no one told me that there was a bear. What do they call those things, Andy? The bear box? Bear locker. Thank you. I knew there was another word for it. I'm so glad I didn't go, what is that? Like, he told us these are the bear lockers. This is where you put your food, right? If you're camping or whatever. Um, so, and they lock it so the bears can't get in. I'm so glad that I had a guide to show us that, to tell us that. Well, the Holy Spirit's the guide. And he knows, he wants us to enjoy all that. You know, that park ranger just wanted us to enjoy all the aspects of the, the national park. He wanted us to enjoy all of it. Do you know your God is the same way? He wants you to enjoy everything on this earth. He knows things that will keep you safe. He knows things that will cause harm and bring danger. So when he leads you, instead of bucking up against it and saying, I don't want to do that, realize he's just like that park ranger. He's just trying to help you enjoy your life. Amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit is anointed to lead us. We are anointed to follow. I'm anointed to follow the follow God, follow the Holy Spirit. I'm anointed to follow my husband. My husband's anointed to lead. Amen. Uh, God is anointed to lead us. And uh, let's open our Bibles to Romans 8:14. And last time we ministered, we talked about that inward witness. Do you remember that? How the Holy Spirit leads by that inward witness. Something on the inside. Um, Romans 8:14. You know, oftentimes we're looking, people will say, I just need a sign. I just need to know if I'm supposed to do this. You know, if this happens, 
then I know that I'm supposed to do it. You know, if that door opens, then I know I'm supposed to take it. But if the door is shut, that means I'm not supposed to take it. See, people are led by outward circumstances. They're asking for those things. You ought not to ask for outward signs. Because guess who can give you an outward sign? The devil can give you an outward sign. Even the Bible says um, that the angels, they can the, the devil can come as an angel of light. People can say, if I just had an angel in front of me talking to me, speaking to me, then I would believe. Then I would listen. Well, the, the devil can send an angel. He comes as an angel of light. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How are we led? By the Spirit of God. Yes, not, I'm not led by certain feelings. No. I'm not led by circumstances. Right? Um, we're led by His Spirit. His Spirit on the inside. And we talked about how God leads by that inward witness. It may not be spectacular. It may not be a dream. It may not be a vision. You may not have a word. We should not look for spectacular leadings because those can all be duplicated by the devil. But the inward witness, something on the inside, mm, I think I'm supposed to do this. Mm, I'm not supposed to do that. That's the leading of, of God. That's God leading you. Amen. Now look at verse 16. It says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Amplified says, it the Holy Spirit testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. Assuring us, say assurance. assurance. When God leads his children, there's an assurance on the inside. Mm -hmm. I said there's an assurance on the inside, not hesitation. Yeah, right. If you're hesitant about something, if you're not sure, then you're not being led by God. Then you just stop and you wait. Amen? Um, that assurance is the guide. When you have a green light, yes, this is the house we're supposed to buy. Yes, this is the job I'm supposed to take. I know it on the inside. There is no doubt that's the Holy Spirit leading you. I'm not talking about your mind saying, yeah, we're going to make more money, and then we'll be able to buy this and do that and da-da-da, and you didn't check down here. See, we don't go up here. We don't go to our mind. I said, we don't go to our mind for a leading. I'm not going to write the pros and the cons. Let me write them all down and see. What is that? That's mentally calculating. That's a reasoning. That's not being led by the Spirit of God. As children, we're led by the Spirit, and He bears witness. He assures us. If there's a hesitation, then I don't move. If there's a, I don't know, then I don't move. Down here. I'm not talking about my head. Because down here in your spirit, you can be like, this is the right thing to do. This is what I'm going to do. And your head's going, no, don't do it. No, no, no. How are you going to do that? And how many of you remember the first time? How about this? How many of you remember when you raised your hand to be born again and you came forward? Anybody remember that? Do you remember how your heart started pounding really, you know, and like, like you knew that you were supposed to go forward. You knew on the inside, but your head was like, don't do it. That's so embarrassing. Don't go forward. Do you remember that? But the Holy Spirit, your spirit on the inside was saying, do it. Go. You want, this is what you need. But your head was throwing a fit. 
that that was God leading you see and that's how so we don't look up to our head we look down to our spirit okay Lord I'm, I'm turning to my spirit what is on the inside and that's what we go by amen um, does it seem right on the inside does it seem right uh, is it peaceful here if so it seems good to you there's a peace um, there's a green light amen there's a peace in your spirit if not we talked about this there will be a check what's God's checking you there's a check like mm -mm, mm -mm, don't do it it's a red light there's hesitation yeah. right we talked about that before have you ever been driving and you got I don't think I should go home this way I'm gonna go home this way today yeah. Yeah. what is that that's the you're getting a check in your right. spirit like I don't think I should do this I need to go this way Right? Has that just happened in life in general? You're about to go somewhere. Maybe you had something all planned. You're ready to go. And you wake up in the morning and go, I just I don't think I'm supposed to go. Yeah, right. I'm just not supposed to do that. Yeah. Right? We talked about the, the girl that, that had the Super Bowl tickets. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl tickets. Mm -hmm. Her and her three friends. And she was ready to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. and paid for the ticket. Had it all planned. Made the arrangements. Woke up in the morning. Did she have a vision, a dream? Nothing. Something in her spirit. She sensed, I'm not supposed to go. I'm not supposed to go. She called her friends. She told her, I, I can't go. I'm not supposed to go. And I, I don't know what they said, if they tried to convince her or if they didn't. But she came to Pastor Nancy, I think the following Sunday, and she said, Pastor, she told her the story. On the way home, those three were hit by... Uh, in their car by an 18-wheeler truck, and they were all killed. Now, we don't say that for fear, but God, the Spirit of God was warning her. She didn't override it. What if she would have overrode that? God is trying to protect her life. He didn't give her some big dream or vision. You know, I mean, that would be nice, but it's so important that we develop the skill to listen to the Spirit of God. Often we can get really busy in life, and when we get really busy, um, then we don't hear like we should. Because the Holy Spirit's always leading us. He's always guiding us, amen? So there was a red light when she woke up in the morning. Like, And I'm not talking about a spirit of fear either. Because we don't go, I, I can, you, you start to learn when you wake up sometimes, or you're getting ready to go somewhere. I'll go, is that a spirit of fear? Like, oh no, don't let him, or is that just, just, uh, or is that the Holy, is that me? Is that the Spirit of God telling me don't go? Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. The Spirit of fear will keep you in your home. You'll never go anywhere, do anything, right? I'm not talking about a spirit of fear. There is a difference. And as you develop your spirit, as you learn to follow the leadings, then you grow in the knowledge of, oh, that's a spirit of fear, or, or that's the Spirit of God. You learn that, right? But this girl, she had a red light when she woke up in the morning. And she didn't override it. It's so important, River Church, that we do not override the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And we gain skill by daily following those leadings. It could be little things. Go this way today. Oh, uh, you had that appointment? Don't do that. Go do this instead. Or, or any little thing that you could think of. Be tuned in to the Spirit of God. Amen? Uh, when the Spirit of God is leading us to do something, we are sure. We are sure about it. If you're not sure about it, then that's not the Spirit's leading. Even if we can't explain it. 
You know, when I went, when I was getting ready to go to college, my um, my grandparents lived in Ventura, Camarillo area. Anybody know where that is? It's by the beach. It's so pretty. And so there was this college there. It's still there. It's beautiful. It's called Westmont. And it's this beautiful college. And I was like, oh, university or whatever it is. And so I wanted to go. I had heard about it. It was a Christian I don't know, a private Christian college and uh, just beautiful. By the beach in the mountains, you know. Oh, yes, anything that we could dream of from being here in, you know, the valley. So anyway, so she took me when I was, uh, I think I was 17. And she took me. She goes, let's go to Westmont. I'm going to take you over there and we'll go walk the grounds. The minute I got on the grounds, I walked it. We walked around. I can't even remember if someone showed, gave us a tour. What I knew I'm not supposed to be here. I just knew I'm not supposed to be here. Nope. Got it. Got, we got in the car. Like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be there. That's not where I'm supposed to go. I'm not supposed to go there. We moved, I, I lived here in Porterville at the time, and I ended up going to Porterville College. I just, that's where I was supposed to go. That's where I met Pastor Marcus. Come on. <laughs> you score, Sadie. <laughs> I, I tell him, if I would have gone there, because it's beautiful, because I liked it, because it's by the beach, because, you know, it's close to my grandparents. I mean, you know, I had a lot of reasons why it would be grand. It was a Christian school, you know, all these great things. But I would have never met him. Probably wouldn't be in this place right now today. Right? So following the Spirit of God, there's, there's a plan. And I'm so glad that I didn't override it for what I wanted. Yeah. Yes, that's right. What I wanted. Because what you want will lead you down the wrong path. But what God wants will lead you into success every single time. Amen. Praise God. So if you're not sure about a particular direction on the inside, don't do it. And if, you're, if you say this, well, I hope I make the right decision. I hope that I'm doing the right thing, then you better not do it. Because you don't know. There's no assurance, right? Um, well, pastor, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. How do I hear that voice on the inside or follow that leading? How many of you, have you ever been watching TV and they say a cuss word? Let's say they say the four-letter F word, and it's not faith. It's something else, right? You hear it. And on the inside, you go, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. On the inside, it's like, eh. Yeah. Open your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 1. What happened when you heard that word was it bothered your conscience. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. It bothered your conscience. And when you do things that are wrong, you hear things that are wrong. Have you ever done something wrong and you felt bad about it? I know I have. I'm sure we all have. We've done things that we felt bad about. It bothered me on the inside. That's your conscience. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. 1 Timothy 1.19. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Can you pull that up, Candy, if you're able to? Last minute. 1 Timothy 1.19. Um, your conscience is the voice of your spirit. And it's important that we learn to follow our conscience. To follow that voice. Um, when you're little... You, you're, you're led by your conscience a lot. 
Like you're getting ready to do something like, no, I can't do that. That's wrong. What is that? That's your conscience. That's the voice of your spirit. You know, you can't hit them. You can't take their toy. You start to learn all these things. You, you learn between good and bad. What is that? It's the voice of your conscience. It's, it's your conscience, the voice of your spirit. It says, hold fast that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence and having a good, clear conscience. See, by rejecting and thrusting from them their conscience, some individuals have made shipwreck of their faith. Here Paul's writing to Timothy, and he said some have wrecked their faith. They've caused their faith not to work because they rejected their conscience. When we follow our conscience, we are kept safe. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the voice of your spirit. What is the voice of your spirit? What's your conscience telling you to do? Follow that and you'll be blessed. Don't ignore your conscience. If someone doesn't follow their conscience between good and bad, it will lead them to difficulty that they could have avoided had they listened. Right? We know that as kids when we, when we uh, ignored the voice of our conscience. Well, that's the voice of your spirit. Now, the Bible talks about your conscience can be seared. It goes on to talk about your conscience being seared. Do you know what that, that word seared means? It means insensitive. Now, let's say again, you hear a bad word. That famous four-letter F word, right? You hear it, but it doesn't bother you anymore. Matter of fact, it could be said so many times, you don't even notice it. What's happened? You ignored the voice of your conscience. Your conscience has now become... Because the first time you heard it, it was like, eh. Or the first time you did that thing you weren't supposed to do, you got an eh. But then after a while, if you override it, if you override your conscience, the voice of your spirit, and you keep listening to that, or you keep doing what you know is wrong or you're not supposed to do, and it might not be wrong, you know, maybe for somebody, I don't know, but it could be wrong for you, or it's wrong according to the word. If you keep ignoring that, you're going to sear your conscience, your conscience will become insensitive. Right. And then you become insensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You become insensitive to that leading. Yes. And your conscience will keep you safe. Amen. Everybody has, we all have a conscience. And how sensitive it is or how insensitive it is depends on how we yes, treat it. Right. If we're ignoring it or if we're following that leading, you can teach your kids this. Yes. You can, and you tell them it's the voice of your spirit. When you're at school and someone does something wrong and you get a, oh, that's not right. That's the voice of your spirit. That's your conscience on the inside. Yes. You follow that leading. You be quick to obey that. Yes. You always do the right thing. That's the voice of your spirit. Amen. Because if you ignore it, you dull the sense of right and wrong. And that's how the lines get blurred. Amen. A good conscience has the ability, the capability to tell right from wrong. Amen. And is free from guilt. What is your conscience trying to do? That's the voice of your spirit trying to protect you. It's trying to keep you safe. Amen. It will keep you from going through unnecessary difficulty. Listen, I already have things. Y'all, you all have things that you have to go through in life. Why would I give myself something else to have to get over? 
by ignoring the voice of my conscience, by ignoring the voice of the spirit. Why would I do that? Because then I, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to be quick to obey. I want to be like the sheep. Yes, Lord, I hear your voice. <laughs> yes, Lord, I will follow you. You are my leader. There is nobody else in front of me. Matter of fact, I'm not anointed to take the lead. The Holy Spirit is anointed to take the lead. I'm anointed to follow him. If I take the lead, if I ignore my conscience, if I ignore the leadings of the Holy Spirit, what happens? Then I, whatever happens is all on me. <laughs> You know, I'm leaning on my own. Isn't that what that says? That verse that says we're leaning on your, well, there you're leaning on God. We want to lean on God, not on our own selves. Amen. Yeah. Um, you may be sitting in a service. You may be hearing the word. You may be reading your Bible and you're, you know, your conscience prompts you to make some changes. Yeah. That's happened to me. Yes. You get prompted. I'm going to make some changes. There's some change. Don't ignore that. Follow it. You may be reading your Bible. You may be in prayer. And your conscience tells you, it's time to make a change. Yes. Boy, that happens to me all the time. I'll be praying, yes. talking to God. Sometimes I'll get quiet. And he starts talking to me about, you need to change this. <laughs> He's talking. Now, I can ignore it. But if I follow that, then my, my ear becomes more tuned in to the voice of the Holy Spirit that the voice of even my own spirit, my conscience, I become more proficient, more skillful, amen, at following every single leading. I do not want to ignore it. My conscience, your conscience, it's a safeguard. And it's something for us. You know, I, I used to hear about that all the time growing up. I don't know if you did, but I used to hear about it all the time when I'd go to church. I used to hear about, I, I don't as much. And we need to remember that our conscience, it's the voice of the, our spirit. And God is, God is trying to protect us. And you know what's amazing about the Lord? What I love about this? This is what I love about God. It doesn't matter if you're saved or not, whether you know God or not. He has given everyone a conscience. And it protects them if they'll follow it. That's how good and how loving he is. Amen? Um, if there's an area, and I want to say this, where you've ignored your conscience, don't be condemned. Don't beat yourself up because guess what? We've all made mistakes. We've all, there have been times where we've all, um, you know, missed it. But don't beat yourself up over the past, over your faults, over mistakes or failures. Don't, because you know what? That's the devil beating you up. Your conscience, it'll convict you like, mm, that's wrong. But it's not, not going to keep beating you up over it. That's the devil. That's condemnation. Kind of, why can't you know you go to bed at night, you're laying down, can't believe you did this and you did that, and just beating you up, beating you up, beating you up. That's the devil. you got to tell the devil, you leave me alone. You take your hands off my mind. I refuse those thoughts. I'm under the blood of Jesus now. And if you have gone a wrong way and you've ignored your conscience, well, make it right if you can. And if, if it's something that happened in the past, you know, repent. Lord, forgive me. And what, you know, once you ask God to forgive you and you repent, it's over. It's done. It's, I said it's done. So if the enemy keeps coming back to you and talking to you about it, that's condemnation. And the Bible says in Romans 8, I believe it's 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You're now in Christ and he's in you. 
So if you have made mistakes, we've have, we, there, are, there have been things in our past or failures, things where we messed up. No, I've already repented. Lord, God's forgiven me, devil. You leave me alone. That's in the past. It's under the blood of Jesus. If you know, if you were to go to God right now, he wouldn't even know what you were talking about. The Bible says he forgives us as far as the east is from the west. He's removed our sin from us. He's removed that sin. He doesn't remember. The devil tries to make you remember the wrong things in the past. So we follow and obey what our conscience is telling us to do. Amen? And we keep our conscience from being seared. We keep it sensitive to the leading of our own spirit. It's important because we always want to keep hearing. We always want to don't grow dull. When you ignore his leadings, the leadings of the spirit, the inward witness, or the, the voice of your conscience, then you'll start to grow dull and you won't hear as clearly. I always want to be, have you ever, you know, we're not recording today um, because the mic or something on the cord, we have to troubleshoot it, is crackling. And so when you hear the volume, it's kind of crackling as someone's talking. Have you ever tried to talk to someone on the phone and you can't quite hear what they're saying? That's what happens when you ignore the leading of the Holy Spirit. He's still talking or you ignore your conscience. It's still there trying to guide you, but because you've ignored it time and time and time again, it comes in like, like you can't, it's there, but you're not tuned in and, and it comes in like crackled and you're, cause you're not listening. And so you start to grow dull. And I don't want to become dull in any area. I want to stay sharp. We want to stay sharp, right? We want to be good followers of Jesus, good followers of our shepherd, amen? So it's important that we keep hearing and we, we, we are safe when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We're safe in following the voice of our spirit, which is our what? Conscience. conscience. What's the voice of your spirit? Conscience. Your conscience. That's right. And there's assurance in following the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's no hesitation. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wasn't that simple? Praise the Lord. God has good things for us. And I want to pray for us this morning. Um, I believe this week, as we're going through our week, you know, even as I was meditating on this, just things in my spirit was that when I woke up this morning about my conscience, like being more tuned into the voice of, you know, there's a lot of worldly things out there that try to get in. And you know, it's so easy to override. I'll just be frank. I mean, even from, it's so easy that, to override the conscience. Like, ah, it's no big deal. It's just that. Yeah, but when I first heard it, it was like, eh. And just to be quick to follow that leading, to quick to follow the voice of my conscience, quick to follow the inward witness, amen, because there's safety there. And that's God speaking to us. He's keeping us safe. I'm so grateful. Let's just pray. Father God, we just love you this morning. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for what you have for us in this teaching, Lord. We just receive it this morning. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, that you're always speaking to us, Father. And we, we, we determine in our hearts to tune in to what you would have for us. Tune in to your voice, to those leadings. 
And Father God, let's just let's just do this. If there's any area, why don't we say this? Why don't you pray this? If you mean this, let's pray. Let's pray and, and talk to the Lord this morning. Amen. Say, Father God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to forgive me for ignoring those leadings, for ignoring my conscience. I choose today to follow your leadings, to follow the voice of my conscience. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now it's all, it's all done, repented, so we don't allow the enemy to beat us up over anything. We just move forward, say, I, I'm, I'm moving forward in the right direction. Amen. Do you have that song, Brenda? Let's sing that song. I asked Brenda to play a song for us this morning, and then we're going to... Oh, she's got our little microphone there. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to pray, because, you know, it's so important that you... You've asked Jesus into your heart. You know him um, and you follow him. You know, he can't be your shepherd if you haven't received him as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Let's sing that song, Brenda.